Have you ever tried to learn sign language? Any sign language? I took ASL when I was in college. I've wanted to learn sign language and be proficient in it for a long time. And the problem that I have with it is that it puts me and my body in the spotlight in a way that makes me so uncomfortable. And it's sad because I grew up loving languages. I mean, I taught myself languages. I spent hours and hours just learning and teaching myself. That's why I was so interested in shortwave radio um, as a teen. It just exposed me to languages that I couldn't hear around me in my daily life. And the internet has introduced me to so much more. Uh, and that's why I love Snapchat, because I get to actually see people as they're living their lives in their other in other countries and speaking different languages. So um, ASL has been a sticking point for me because of my self-consciousness, my overly my over self-consciousness. Now, I do wonder what social media is like for people who are deaf or are hard of hearing. Not everyone who's deaf uh, follows written English very well. Not everybody who's deaf signs. At this time, there doesn't seem to be one social media platform that addresses the varying needs of the deaf community. Now, for those who follow written English, Facebook Live has closed captioning. So if you have friends or family or you want your Facebook Lives to be more accessible, you can, um, or Facebook Live allows closed captioning and maybe you can tout that when you do your live streams. There's also an app that Apple has called Clips and it does live captioning as you speak. And then you can correct it, just like here on Anchor, um, before you publish it, so to speak, or before you post it anywhere. So those are two options for um, having uh, videos that the deaf community or hard of hearing community or even people who don't speak English very well can use to follow the English language in a written basis. There's an actual app for signers, and it's called Glide. And what Glide allows people to do is actually start the video and then hands-free they can sign and then when they're done they can stop signing and um, stop the video. Not stop signing, stop the video. And the cool thing about that is, of course, you don't have to sign one-handed like you do with something like Snapchat. So, um, again, all the apps that are out there that are helpful to the hard of hearing and deaf communities, um, they don't have all of the different options like hands-free and captioning and live captioning and all that. So, um, oh, here's another source. If you're, if you're learning sign language, you may have noticed that there are a series of GIFs um, the app Jiffy, G-I-P-H-Y, has a GIF library of 2,000 signs. And I noticed this back when I first downloaded Jiffy and started to look for, um, you know, GIFs to enhance my posts on Twitter. And I would see signs come up and it was always the same guy wearing a vest and he'd be signing the word that I was looking for. 
And so I, I found out that this is from his series called Sign with Robert. This is a guy that you'll see wearing a vest and he signs words and phrases. So if you're interested in seeing more of those GIFs so you can practice your signs, you can go to um, jiffy.com slash um, sign with Robert. So, um, you know, looping images like that can make it easier to practice certain signs and, um, you know, words and phrases because it just repeats and you just practice until you get it right. Another way to learn sign language? Well, on Snapchat, of course, with Meow Chickenfish, <laughs> known in the real world as Chad Crone. He's on a mission to make all of us bilingual in English and sign language. I will be posting my interview with him later today. Hello, Chad. Hi. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. Um, I am so happy to introduce everyone to Chad Crone, who is also known as Meow Chickenfish. And you know, I've got to ask you about that name. I know you do. <laughs> so tell us. Well, it started as a gamer tag on the computer, and then I used it for Snapchat in like 2013 because I wanted to be anonymous on this platform. Yeah. And the reason I kept it is because it's memorable, easy to spell, and really funny. Yes, it's definitely memorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing that really attracted me to you is your mission on Snapchat. So I'm going to let you explain it because um, you're very passionate about it, and I think people ought to hear it from you. All right. I'll, I'll share. <laughs> I'm a bilingual Snapchat storyteller. And what I use Snapchat for is to teach people American Sign Language for free. And the reason I'm doing it because I find it, I find Snapchat as a very unique platform to do it. And I think no one's doing it. Therefore, I have to do it. And what drove you to this? I mean, how did you get the idea to use Snapchat to teach ASL? Well, it's, it started when I was like a, just a normal storyteller, just telling a normal story and I realized someone who added me was a deaf friend and I realized that I wasn't doing him justice if I was only using uh, spoken to communicate my story mm -hmm. and, th and then um, over time I started introducing you know sign language and then a, a few hearing uh, audience uh, members were like what is that you're doing with your hands? I'm like, it's sign language. And they're like, oh, can you teach us? And then I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll teach you too. So I started teaching and I started using captions and then it just became, became this like this like big thing on Snapchat. How did you come to learn ASL? My mom is deaf and my dad's a sign language interpreter. And so I, I knew sign language before uh, speaking English. Did you? I did. It, um, if you actually teach your, uh, like a child mm -hmm. uh, either spoken or sign, the child's going to pick up sign before spoken. Mm -hmm. So my first word was the word ball because I'm pretty athletic and I enjoyed playing sports growing up. And then my brother, his first word was milk. 
<laughs> and they're, just, they're they're very simple signs. And so, um, you know, anyone can start learning. It's just practice. Yeah, I've always been surprised that sign language is not taught in school. I mean, we teach Spanish and German, French, Japanese now, and Arabic, but I've never seen sign language mainstreamed into, you know, language programs. Right. There's there's some areas that teach sign language, like the school district I'm from. Mm-hmm. We had sign language. Uh, I had it in middle school and high school. But in the school's district, for some reason, sign language is considered international. And um, that's, just, that's just wrong because there's over, like, between 30 to like 300 different sign languages mm-hmm. around the world. It's, it's kind of ridiculous, but um, yeah, like here, like some places have uh, American sign language in classes because where I'm from Rochester, New York, we have a deaf school from K to 12. And then we also have a deaf college called NTID. Okay. And they are uh, one of three deaf colleges in the U S. Yeah. All right. And so it sounds like just from childhood, ASL was very, very natural to you. And it definitely makes sense that you would use it on Snapchat. But when I think about Snapchat and any social media platform, I think about the hurdles because you have to have that phone in your hand. You know, how do you overcome that? Well, so with sign language, to do most signs, you need both hands. And the way I overcome this is I have a tripod, and that tripod has a cell phone mount. And mm-hmm. so I place that, um, my phone in the, tr- the cell phone mount, and then I have a Bluetooth remote, which I activate using my toe. So uh, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty out there. And so I, I think I'm the only person to utilize Snapchat in this way. <laughs> Um, now, recently I was at McDonald's, and one of the um, workers there was eating, and she had her phone propped up, and she was using sign to talk to somebody. And it couldn't have been Snapchat because you can't keep it going. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is probably the real sticking point with Snapchat is that you have to somehow, you know, you have to either buy a remote, use your foot, you know, or have somebody else handle it. And it just seems um, something that Snapchat should change, you know, to be more inclusive. What do you think? They should change it. Are they going to change it? Probably not. Um, Snapchat doesn't really listen to, like, the top creators. They're they're very, Mm -hmm. like, on their own path. And so with those constraints, you have to just figure out how to carve your own, you know, personality within the app. But the yeah. the app that that woman's probably using is an app called Glide, which is mm-hmm. it uses like Snapchat types of techniques where you push a button and then you can record a very long message and then you push the button to end the call. And okay. A, a lot of it's like back and forth. There's like one way text messages, but in the video yeah. format. Yeah, and that seems much more sensible. And it just seems that Snapchat should jump into that arena. You know, if it, it, we've it, to me, it just seems like we've gotten to a point in society where we're more inclusive. Yeah. But we're not thinking, you know, that way. I, I don't know what it is. And I part of it, I, I think, is the people who are in place in these corporations, they're not very diverse. And so they don't think outside the box. Yeah. 
I do agree. I think you would be a great person to be an advisor. <laughs> you know? I never thought of that, but that's a wonderful idea. Yeah. So um, what would you say is the problem that you're solving by teaching ASL on Snapchat? I think there's a disconnect between the hearing and deaf communities. There's two things. Whenever I introduce myself to a new person, somehow sign language comes up. And the two things that someone who's either hearing or hard of hearing they, they tell me these one or two things. The first thing is they tell me they want to learn sign language. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And for some reason, that's like a repetitive thing. Like a lot of people want to learn sign language, but they don't learn sign language. It's kind of like mm-hmm. a huge resolution. They set a, a, a goal, but they don't achieve it. And the second thing is like. Are you there? I think I lost you. Hi, you got stopped in mid-sentence. I did. Um, I'm not really sure where you stopped from that, but, uh, um, you were talking about how people say they're going to learn sign language and then they don't. Okay. And, and then there's a, another uh, category where people, uh, have taken classes, but they don't remember any, uh, the material anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just feel like there's like, there's a disconnect and it's because it's because like people don't have anyone to connect to to keep learning and i saw that snapchat's a great way to you know promote your personal brand and therefore people can connect with me to keep learning to keep going and then eventually maybe sometime in my reality where people can go out to a store or a restaurant and then communicate using sign language to get a meal or something yeah i i think that would be awesome if we could use Snapchat, of course, they'd have to update the app um, in ways that we were talking about to make it really inviting. But um, it would be awesome if we just casually, the way you're presenting it, could learn from you. And then because of, you know, the way Snapchat kind of allows us to create groups and communities, a lot of us would be intermingling to the point where ASL would be normal, you know, for those of us who used to not use it. Right. So do you envision like a, a community building that way? Uh, that, that's a little bit difficult because when you have so many different skill levels and you put them all in a group, it, it will get really confusing really fast. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, if, if you've ever been in like in a Snapchat group, people message all the time and it's like really out of order and, <laughs> you know, you, you want people to, to control that, but you have no idea how to. It's just... It's a lot of just nonsense in the group. I mean, there's a lot of things going on, so it's really hard to manage. Yeah, that is true. So Snapchat's got a little work to do to get some hurdles overcome, but it sounds like you've kind of worked through a few of those hurdles. What is it, like, what techniques do you use besides the, you know, using the the actual remote and the tripod? Like, what teaching methods do you use? So w- w- since I don't know the majority of my classroom, that's another hurdle. So I, I try different things to try to, uh, I, I think, you know, get the uh, the attention on me because, like, short attention fans is a real thing. Yeah. And so I, I, I try different things. Like, I use a scissors tool, and 
I cut out the shapes of like signs just so I can teach my audience in in a very unique way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gets like it gets me a lot of screenshots, and so people <laughs> take that and they start practicing and they they they, they screenshot it again because maybe they forgot to start that keep practicing. So you know, there's people that will take that and they'll learn the baseline. If you're commuting, if you're communicating with sign language and you don't know a sign, the best thing to know is fingerspelling. Therefore, you can communicate to the person what you're trying to convey. Mm-hmm. I've also done like ASLR where I've taken a picture of like a, like the art, of the, the sign motion, and then behind it, I drew whatever the sign was de- depicting. So for for example, I, I signed the word cat, and behind the hands was a cat. Okay. And it, it just it just showed off sign language in a very new light. There's a artist called uh, his name's uh, Chuck Baird, and he passed away in 2012. And I was trying to just emulate what he did on his portraits, but through Snapchat. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I think um, Snapchat does have a lot to offer. I mean, despite its limitations, there's a lot of um, features that you can use to make what you're doing interesting and attract different people. Um, do you do interactive stuff like um, I don't know games or contests? Well, I, I really haven't gotten into contests, but I, I do give people the chance to post my story to show that that anyone can learn. Like the age range of people who are following me are from eight to eighty, mm-hmm. so very young, very old, and it, it's it's amazing the people that participate in this. That's nice. Yeah, I. And you're new to me as far as um, doing this on Snapchat. I actually met you on Twitter, and um, and I know you're on a bunch of different platforms. Do you teach ASL on those platform platforms too? Uh, I do not. I, I think there's better teachers. Um, the, the best type of teacher is someone who's deaf, and mm-hmm. so I let them teach because they're much better. <clears throat> I use Snapchat because... I, I see that there's a lot of people that want to learn, but there's like no one actively teaching, and so I'm just filling that void. But on the other platforms, I, I use it to you know try to drive attention to my Snapchat. So I, I sort of get a sense of humility where you're you're saying, you know what, I'm going to fill in the gap for now, and maybe somebody else will come along who is deaf and wants to do this, or who's better than me who wants to do this. I mean, it sounds like you're humble about what you're doing but I mean is there an issue with you continuing to do it if you're relating to people I mean it you just seem to be a little bit like I'll step aside you know if the time comes well it's 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 more like did I lose you again there you are hi <laughs> so um when when I lost you and I, you might have still been there and I just couldn't hear you but you were talking about, um, I had asked you if you are kind of thinking of yourself as somebody who would step aside if somebody else you thought was better qualified were to, to appear on Snapchat. Well, like, I, I would step aside if someone, like, was deaf and wanted to do it because I don't, don't want to take the attention away from them. Mm-hmm. But teaching on Snapchat is probably one of the most difficult things out there. Because when you're teaching, you have to be aware of where you're standing and then also where your hands are being placed and also the 10 seconds. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of conflicting things, and somehow I make it work. 
yeah, that's you would have to be very coordinated and very aware. So I can definitely see where the skill would be needed. Um, maybe that's why nobody else really seems to be doing it. I remember um, when I talked about Jason, and he stopped. Um, and his lessons were more like he would give a sentence, and then he would tell you how to do it in sign language, and would repeat that. Um, it sounds like you're doing that plus um, a lot of techniques, just to, you know, it's more varied, maybe. I agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I watched Jason, too, and I, I enjoyed his lessons. Yeah, he was very, I think he was very easy to follow. He made it very um, relaxed, I think. And the the things that he taught were the kind of phrases that we would use, you know, on a, on a daily basis. So that was cool. So, um, so I imagine you're doing that. But it sounds like you've got the art and the clip you know the the cutouts and you're just you're kind of using the features differently well definitely i i love to push the boundaries and think outside the box <laughs> yeah you definitely seem creative what does your family think about what you're doing uh they're hesitant towards it because they're not used to having such a large audience therefore i don't try to include them because i, I think having a thousand people that you don't know watching you it's kind of worrisome for some people <laughs> What do they think about um, you? Well, I, they think I'm a very creative person, and I like to do things that are just a little bit different than everyone else. Yeah. So, like, are? oh, go ahead. Uh, well, um, so uh, I interviewed uh, last May with a, a news company um, for News Eight. It was a local company about mm -hmm. what I'm doing. And last Friday, some website decided to pick up the story and post it on their website. And it reached the front page of Google News. <laughs> and I went, like, semi-viral. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was weird because I woke up the next morning and there's, like, so many people adding me. And I was like, where are you guys coming from? Wow. Because <laughs> Snapchat doesn't tell you. And it's like, what did I do? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then from that story, um, a bunch of radio stations started picking up the story. And started telling their audiences, and then it was like, it, it just it went crazy. And then I had people who never used Snapchat to download Snapchat and ask me for a tutorial for Snapchat. And I'm like, um, I just pretty much showed up screenshots of how to access my story and just <laughs> the the beginner stages, which is, I don't know, just ridiculous. Like I, I like in my one of my interviews, I told them this is going to go viral because a lot of the stories that relate to sign language go viral. And I guess this is a, a like a, a precursor to what <laughs> might happen in the future. Yeah, and the thing is, um, with Snapchat um, redesigning itself, supposedly December fourth is the day where the new uh, version is going to launch. Yeah, so I'm thinking if people start to know what people like you are doing on the platform, that might be a perfect time for all these new people who never touched it before to join, you know, because I think a lot of people don't realize what you're doing and what other people are doing. They, they still see it as an app for kids, you know, and, you know, the, the disappearing snaps. I mean, all that is old, you know, and yeah. this is new. And what you're doing is I, I just think it's worth having on the news. It's worth talking about on radio stations. And I'm hoping that 
you know, this podcast as well, will get more people to see what you're doing. I would love to see you meet your goal of all of us being bilingual <laughs> with one of our languages, at least one language, um, you know, being ASL along with whatever else we speak. You know, I think that's a great goal. Right. I mean, knowing two languages can definitely help um, with other things. Like once you learn two and then three, four, five, and more languages are more able or easier to access. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have a question for you. I have an answer. Okay. So I was thinking about using spectacles so that you could be hands-free. Is it difficult to um, understand signs if you're looking at it from the perspective of the speaker? No. Uh, if, if you're using the sign language correctly, uh, you should be able to understand the message no matter where you're standing. So I, I really think that this is, this is just the idea that I had had when they were talking about how spectacles is, you know, it's a, it's a failure and all that. I mean, I think spectacles are awesome, but why not put them to use for the deaf community and the hard of hearing because it definitely frees your hands and it could solve that hurdle, at least for now. That's a good idea. I, I think there's a lot of hurdles within spectacles. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't see any deaf people using it. That's one hurdle. I know. Uh, number two is you're, you're, I think you're bound to like 10 seconds. Like you must use the 10 seconds. So you're, you're mm -hmm. pressured to actually communicate in those 10 seconds where Snapchat or like where with a Bluetooth remote, I can start and stop when I want. Oh, I see what you're saying. So if you only have, you know, one word to say, you still got six seconds left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot, like the goal isn't for someone to tap through your story. Yeah. That's another thing. Like I try to make myself short and quick because I watched a niece will watch my story and I thought my stories were good. And she just tapped through them because she like absorbed the information so quickly that she just tapped. And so I try to make it so short that if you tap, you skip a lot of snaps. Therefore the story doesn't make sense to you. Right. So it causes people to slow down and yeah. pay attention. <laughs> um, I had asked you earlier um, before we got on here uh, what your favorite snap story is that you've ever created. <laughs> so <laughs> um, for my birthday last year, I decided to do something ridiculous. And I, I just had the idea, and I was like, I'm going to do it. So I went to a grocery uh, chain, bought a cake, brought it to my garage, laid it on the table, took a baseball bat and was going to smash and then eat the cake off the baseball bat. And since Snapchat, you have to be very perfect if you want your, your story to go correctly, that uh, the first take, I went to hit the baseball bat because I was holding a Bluetooth remote with one hand, the baseball bat with the other, <laughs> and trying to time it up so like I captured the entire motion of me walking into the frame, hitting the cake against the wall. And so when I went to hit it, um, the cake was on the tray that the cake was in, the packaging. And I hit the tray underneath the cake, and the cake flipped on itself. And it didn't <laughs> fall on the floor. It, it flipped on the table. And I was like, oh, my God, like, did this really happen? 
I, 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 I didn't post it to my story. I saved it. I was like, yo, that was amazing. And then the next take, I smashed it against the wall. So I was like, oh, okay, that that was great. <laughs> I um, I found it actually again on Twitter. So if anybody's interested in seeing it, um, if you just look up Meow Chicken Fish, and then I put cake. That's all I did. And you come up with the video. So... <laughs> <laughs> Meow chicken fish cake. And um and the thing that was so cool about it is it's one of those things that you could never do on purpose. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I think I think it's that those are the best moments for Snapchat. The the reason yeah. I didn't include my story is because it just didn't flow correctly. But it was just a great clip to use for like future things like you know, I I think when you mess up a story, I think those are good moments to include. But for yeah. this one it just didn't fit right. But I, I did show people after the fact, like this is what happened, <laughs> what what not to do, <laughs> right? <laughs> How not to smash the cake? Yes. <laughs> now I wonder, have you ever been on? Um, because I met you um, on the Wednesday chat snap. Have you ever been a guest? I've been on the guest. I've been a guest twice. Okay, so. I, I think that it should be in the archives, and that should be um, another thing that people can do if they're interested in learning about what you do, is go through the archives of, um, just, just do a search on Twitter for Chat Snap and then Meow Chicken. So that's another resource. And where else are you on the Internet? I am on Facebook, but I don't really post that much on Facebook. I, I, I use Facebook to repurpose content. Okay. Like in case, but like, like I post all my like some of my old stories on YouTube. If you just, just type in meow chicken fish, I'm the only meow chicken fish out there. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I, I haven't had anyone copy my name yet, so. But uh, but so, pretty much I'm on all platforms. I just post mainly to Snapchat and YouTube. Yeah, I like that. I like I like it when people really. They just endorse Snapchat to the point where it is their major um, platform of social media because you're all in at that point. You know, it's a insular audience. You really get to know the platform and the tools. And I think um, you and there's several other people like Scooter the Mac who really know how to use all the features and really make um, just a good point of using them where, where they're appropriate and make it memorable. So. That takes skill. So I applaud you for, you know, for knowing the platform so well. I'm really excited about what you're going to do when Snapchat changes. Have you heard of any of the changes? I, I've heard of some. Um, you know, change is hard for anyone. It's, it's yeah. frustrating. But I, I like to adapt to change quickly. Like, for example, this Anchor app, never used it. But I guess I, I, I kind of figured it out. I mean, when I first yeah, downloaded really it, fast. when I yeah. first downloaded, when I first downloaded it, I just, I was kind of like, um, okay, there's a lot of things that I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny because I, I, I tried to call you, and of course, that didn't work. And so right. I, I snapped you, and I said, um, how about you create an account and then favorite my station, and then I'll be able to find you and call you. And before I even finished the sentence, <laughs> I already done it. Yeah. So yeah, you picked up on it quickly. But <laughs> also, I tried calling in, but then calling in 
made me record a message, and I was like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know what? Um, I I found your conversation on Reddit very eye-opening. I feel like you're a very caring person. You're not in this for fame and fortune. You really do seem to be on a mission. And um, I really liked the things that I've, you know, read about you and um, the articles that people do a, a search on ASL and Chad Crone, they'll see your article in the newspapers. I just saw a recent one. Um, I've probably seen three different ones now. So you're definitely um, going viral in certain areas and totally when Snapchat reinvents itself, um, I think you'll be poised um, you know, to be one of those people that uh, attract a lot of attention. At least I hope so. I hope so, too. Yeah. I, uh, right now on Snapchat, I don't know why I have this perk, but um, when I post our story, that's when you post the public story, wherever you're you're at. Yeah. In the corner, it says Meow Chicken Fish. So when oh, people okay. search, like, search the stories, they can actually click and add me directly from the, our story. Oh, that's a great feature. In fact, I was just telling um, on my story earlier this week that that's a feature that Snapchat should offer. So obviously they do do it, and they might be recognizing you as somebody, you know, that people should add. So my question to you is, if I were to search the public stories, do you post enough that I might come across it if I were looking for ASL? Um, Yes. Um, So... There's a, there's a double uh, positive why I use captions. So I use captions to include people who cannot hear, and so they read the text. But also, the text serves a, a double purpose, and I don't think re- people really know about this, is that it's, the, uh, it's like search engine optimization. Yeah. And that those words are actually keywords that are popular topics within our story. Mm-hmm. So, like... When uh, Deaf Awareness was a week on Snapchat, or it was more like a day, I posted there, and I, I got a lot of people who saw my stuff, and they followed me from that. Great. And and so, so like all my stories are getting tons of views that I don't have already, and therefore people are seeing it in other different places. So, like one day I didn't post on Snapchat at all, and I got five ads from. People add me from our story, even though I didn't post. <laughs> like, like there's some stories that don't um, don't get posted too much, or, or the, there's certain topics that don't uh, a lot of people don't post to, and therefore mm-hmm. uh, my story still lived on those topics. Okay, yeah, I know what you mean. And what I do is I tell people that in order to find people who share their interests or a topic that they're interested in, just type that keyword. And I always hope that people like you are making public stories and using those keywords so we can find you. That's the most frustrating thing about Snapchat is that you might see stories that interest you, but you don't know who those people are. Right. So you can connect. So I'm so glad we can connect with you. I agree. Well, is there anything else that you would like us to know about what you do um, just, just anything that our listeners should know. I think just in a broad sense that whatever you're passionate about, just keep practicing. I like that. 
and I will definitely be checking out your channel now. I've, I have taken sign language in the past. So, um, yeah, now I have uh, someone I can practice with on, um, online so I don't feel so self-conscious. That's important to me. So thank you very, very much. No problem. And thank you for being on Snap Days Radio. Well, thank you for having me. Talk to you later. Likewise. Bye-bye. Bye.